Welcome to Hillhurst United Church, the podcast. We're really glad you're here. Whoever you are, wherever you're at, join us on the journey. Our scripture today speaks of the peaceful kingdom, and I hope that your sharing helped to express that time of peace, that understanding of peace that we take. Oftentimes that's an internal peace that shows contentedness. Other times it is a peace that we enjoy amongst family, amongst one another at this time of year. So it's an important way to express our feelings by our actions. And so on this day, this day of peace, I'm reminded that we have an overarching peace that keeps us together. It is that peace between the people from this land and that extension into this world of Canada and beyond, from each Indigenous nation that was placed into their communities, and now reach out to offer that peace, place of sanctuary for us to come when there are wars around the world, when there is violence and repression. You think of people in countries that are not as fortunate as us. And so the scripture reads, there shall come forth a shoot from the stump of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of its roots. And the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, spirit of knowledge and fear of the Lord. In our understanding of this prophecy of peace, Isaiah talks about this in relation to an apocalyptic vision. An apocalyptic vision in in this context means towards a change, towards a revelation, towards a different way of being. And so this prophecy from the prophet Isaiah talks about that peaceful kingdom and that prophecy of peace leads us into the story of the Messiah that comes forth in the New Testament. In this scripture, we have the example of Jesse. And Jesse is the father of David, who is the uh, son of Ohid and the son of, who was the son of Boaz and Ruth. And so it is their lineage. It is this lineage and connection that they're making between that ruling house and their practice, and how that transcends into Jesus and Jesus's practice, in order to give us a new view and understanding of a reordered creation, something that puts peace at the forefront. When we think of this, we think of that performative nature of peace, something that we sign agreements on, something we dedicate ourselves to do, and yet we are not doing that practice on a daily basis, it is the foundation of how we are. Yet if we turn back and remember the practice, the practice of peace, that is where we start to see these relationships at their crux, especially at the time of conflict. We think about um, the indigenous people of this land and the decision of elders and of council to express that peace, 
Many of those who signed treaty did not want to sign treaty at the beginning, and yet today they are following the wisdom of those elders that said it was an important part of being in this community to understand the shift, to understand the way in which we are recast into this new relationship. In this relationship that we talk about today, we see there are many facets to that. We see there is a preponderance of hope around the environment and that necessity of finding solutions to those problems that we inherited, those problems that we continue to subject our environment to. And so there's some change that's needed in our way of being. In his book, uh, Beloved Amazonia, and part of the Laudato Si movement that is centered around uh, the environmental message, especially around indigenous knowledge. So we have the um, Conference of Parties COP15 happening in uh, Montreal coming up. And it is an important time to remember that these relationships express our understanding and knowledge of how we are to live in a peaceful and harmonious way with our creation. In his book, Beloved Amazonia, Pope Francis writes, in the Eucharist, God, in the culmination of the mystery of the Incarnation, chose to reach our intimate depths through a fragment of matter. The Eucharist joins heaven and earth, it embraces and penetrates all creation. For this reason, it can be a motivation for our concerns for the environment, directing us to be stewards of all creation. In this sense, encountering God does not mean fleeing from this world or turning our back on nature. It means we can take up the liturgy many elements proper to the experience of indigenous people. Take up into the liturgy many elements proper to the experience of indigenous people in their contact with nature and respect native forms of expression in song, dance, rituals, gestures, and symbols. The Second Vatican Council called for this effort to inculturate the liturgy among indigenous peoples for over 50 years have passed, and we still have far to go along these lines. And so this partnership, this relationship, this being in space together is something we continue to work toward, something we continue to try to understand. And as we come to this space, we come at a time of these exchanging cycles, of the ending of our uh, previous um, liturgical calendar, that turns us into the next Advent season and that uh, lifting up the Gospel of Matthew, how we are in this space. And at this time, um, I go to the uh, University of Peace, uh, British Columbia at uh, Vancouver School of Theology and uh, doing a, a graduate diploma after I've done my, my master's now to hear uh, one of our professors um, Harry Meyer, who has preached at this church as well, uh, talk about Advent as a time of apocalyptic literature, a time when this notion of apocalypse, this notion of change, is in the air as we think about God's gift of the Christ child.
into this space, this giving without um, a foundation of saying, well, they've asked for this, this has been in their prayer. It is God's gift to respond, much like we see in the Bible where God says, let there be light and the world begins. That there is this connection of our Creator to look after and to try to help and support the people. When we think about this, we think about how this is freely given, that we don't have to really work for that. But in our own way, in our indigenous way, there is an understanding that we are constantly in development, constantly trying to understand our relationship to God. And as we do, we have lit the, the Advent candles, we have hope, we have peace. Here, I just want to share uh, the four teachings of my Stony Indigenous people, the Assiniboine people, and how they view these cardinal virtues. We begin in the West with the lighting of a candle of generosity. And then in our earlier notes, we were talking about generosity and gratitude. And yet, here in our practice, we see that notion of sharing and giving very important for the foundation of indigenous belief. Our second candle is a light of courage. Courage being that way in which we steel ourselves to the challenges of the world around us. Our third candle we light is fortitude. It is that resiliency of knowing our placeness of knowing our connection to creation and our purpose in God's ears. And our final candle, the candle of wisdom. A candle that gives us the hope that we might fully understand our relatedness, we might fully understand that our being is connected to one another. In this, we build our practice. These are the virtues we center around for our uh, sweat lodges, for our vision quests, for our time of prayer in the Sundance. These are the things that bring us together, these values for community, these values for kinship, these familial values that make us understand that we are all family. It is this gift and miracle that comes forward in this relatedness that teaches us our responsibility, our responsibility to one another, our responsibility to our treaty relationship, and our responsibility to the continuance of this land of hope and all it gives. And so to close, I just want to sing a song that is a song of also lament, but it is a song of praise for creator in our stony language. Adewaka Nibi Mahakuno Wasya Hinao Eya Hechano Waka Ching Chu 
tuning in to Hillhurst United Church, the podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode and are thinking about someone who might enjoy it too, we invite you to send it their way and help the podcast grow. We're really glad you're here and we'd love to know what you thought about today's sermon. Leave us a review in iTunes or send us an email at communications at hillhurstunited.com. We'd love to hear from you.